the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I've never been to China. I can find it on a map. And I don't need a Sharpie to fix the map to get close if you know what I'm saying. I can't tell you a lot about China. It's a land of mystery to me. So the coronavirus, which has quarantined 50 million people, kind of makes me scratch my head. And that's a big thing that I need to know more about. One of the things I do is I read voraciously. Um, if I'm up 20 hours a day, 18 hours a day, I'd, I'd say studying is a large part of my day. So I'm reading up about a reporter who's writing a blog. She's in Beijing. And she goes, she starts by saying Beijing's always bustling. But as the coronavirus fear grips the globe, the Chinese capital and its more than 20 million residents have practically come to a standstill. Theaters have gone dark, stores are shuttered, and schools are closed indefinitely. The government has called off festivities for China's most celebrated holiday, the Lunar New Year. Families, including my own, have canceled gatherings, office dwellers are working from home, and the streets are eerily quiet. So it's kind of a shelter-in-place business model or lifestyle. And... She goes on to start wondering, like, how about the food delivery companies? So she checked out a couple. One of them is called Sherpa. They've suspended operations. When I tried ordering from Alibaba Group's grocery app, it said it couldn't deliver and suggested I go to the store. JD.com's app is out of some items and showing longer delivery times as more people attempt to stock up to avoid leaving the comfort of home and the dangers outside of home. There's still restaurants open, but a lot of people are fearful of having the delivery courier. So it's really tensing up. She talks a little about the screenings. Um, Chinese officials have said patients may be able to spread the virus without any signs of fever. So to let someone come and go just because they don't have a fever, not necessarily the best idea. The death rate is lower. Versus that of SARS. So it's got a a mild nature to it. But it goes on for a long... It incubates for a longer period of time. That's from her inside the trenches concept of what's going on. Uh, Bottom line, the transportation and the hospitality industries are taking the brunt of the outbreak. Airbnb is still open for business in Wuhan. That's pretty interesting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big seminar coming up just right around the corner. 
Year is flying by February 6th. Palo Alto, it's Elks Lodge. It's my favorite place to do the, sh- uh, the event because the parking's easy. Um, I hate nothing more than going to a hotel and then like, parking's 30 bucks. I'm just coming to see a Rob Blackshine. Like, so parking's free. It's awesome there. It's also easy. Uh, Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, Thursday from 6.30 to 8.30. See you there. Uh, Tesla stock soars again. Up 11%. One analyst raised his price target from 556 to 808. So it joins the, I'm not going to say the 700 club, because that was a religious TV show in the day. Um, but it's $724. So it's kind of like the 700 club, right? The $700 price club. Uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's too much for me. I always want to cry because like, I want to own it, but I can't own it. Uh, positive view, so says the analyst, assuming continued revenue growth from the legacy Model S and the Model X, as well as strong demand for the new Model 3, which accounted for more than 80% of fourth quarter production. Despite past production delays, part shortages, labor cost overruns, and other difficulties, the analyst expects Tesla to benefit from the dominant position in the electric vehicle industry. It would almost be like, I don't think there's a clear leader in cord cutting as far as like the hardware goes, like Roku. I think Roku, Amazon Fire, devices, Comcast. I think a lot of people could do the hardware. But Netflix is to content what Tesla is to available electronic electric vehicles. So that kind of feels nice when talking about them. But keep in mind they're manufacturing something that lasts a little bit longer than a two-hour TV show. Um, and a lot of it's being built on the future, just like you saw with Beyond Meat. When that stock went from 25 bucks to 200 a lot of people were saying, oh, it's all about the future. And when they lose a contract like a Tim Hortons, people are like, well, maybe the future's not so bright. Facebook, man. Zuckerberg is starting to become maybe an issue. He's granting interviews where he's angry at, at people. And he's saying things like, I'm not going to be nice anymore. Or the company's Facebook is not going to be nice. He's also still saying that, hey, I just don't feel comfortable censoring people. If they want to say lies about politics, that's fine. I just don't feel comfortable being the one to censor them. And I get it. Almost like you're trying to say, let everyone have free speech. If you have free speech, you should be allowed to say whatever you want. But that's where it gets tricky with licensing as a media company and credibility. But he's fighting it. Man, he's fighting it. Instead of saying things like, you know, I'm going to do everything I can in 2020 to be the company that, you know, is an idealistic, uh, looked upon icon. He's he's saying, I'm going to be meaner in 2020. Oh, boy. That just doesn't feel, how shall we say it, lovely. Stock market update for you. Um, Manufacturing index for January expanded after it started to contract. Continued weakness day energy stocks and oil prices. A lot of people are starting to say, yeah, Exxon and Chevron are going to be in business for many, 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 many years. 
But what else can they do other than pollute the planet? And that's that's where the, like, the public is like the uh, the discourse right now on oil companies are that they're evil. You probably are going to see some mergers and acquisitions because oil is really struggling. And it's become lower value, lower value, lower value. It's tough to like it as a sector because uh, my producers, my friends in TV, people who are under 35, I, I can't see any of them saying, I really want to own a big oil company. For years, I was able to own like a big tobacco company, even though my dad died from cancer. I was able to own it because there was enough people still smoking and growing the product in different markets. Now you can see like it's 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 the dividend's safe for now for sure. But if that's the only reason you ever buy an oil stock or a tobacco stock. Oh, this it's the dividend safe now. You, you kind of still have to be able to f- get institutions excited about it. Otherwise, you never get buyers to buy it and push it higher. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The analyst community was a little shocked to see the pickup in the number of cord cutters last quarter. I do think that there's a reshaping consumer out there. That's not going to be the same consumer that my generation was or the one before us. Viacom CBS might be able to take advantage of this. When you think of media companies, CBS once was considered the Tiffany Network. They were all that in a bucket of chicken. ABC had a couple days. ABC's owned by Disney. ABC has that added cachet of having like a network like an ESPN, which, oh, did you watch 900 hours of football coverage? Netflix clearly at the heart of the streaming revolution. Then you start tinkering with all this, and it starts playing out in different ways in your head. Uh, okay, is Disney Plus okay? Are, are they going to be one-hit wonders? Like, or is it something that we could start? I mean, let's be honest with you. Disney Plus is awesome for a kid who's zero to six, and then they've got shows for six to ten, and then they've done some pretty good stuff with High School Musicals and shows like that from ten to sixteen. Will Disney be able to keep adults, adult females who don't like Star Wars or? superhero movies there's a lot of questions about it not, none of, they could overcome all of them trust me I don't know but we see kind of Netflix's role we're starting to figure out Disney's role Apple plus Apple TV plus seems not dead on arrival but there's not enough there for us to really start talking about shutting down Netflix there's a better talk of Apple buying Netflix or merging with Netflix than you know competing with them so Viacom CBS is one of those guys that's kind of in the background. We still haven't seen any NBC Universal's Peacock, but we have some pricing on that. And we see Hulu's role. We see Amazon.com with Prime Video. 
AT and T, Warner Media with HBO Max. So Viacom CBS has one interesting property, and it's not terribly interesting for me, but I get it. Star Trek. So there's one analyst group who you've never heard of. It's called Imperial Capital. They're saying Viacom CBS could be the top pick for 2020 for in, in, in entertainment stocks. And that got me thinking. Is this the guy that's been left behind? You remember a couple weeks ago I said, I kind of like Amazon right now because it's gone sideways for such a long period of time and hasn't gone up or down. And then they have a great quarter and wow, Jeff Bezos adds billions of dollars to his net worth in one day. So there's a new Picard Star Trek show. And they've also got a new animated show coming. Okay, okay. Animated show on Star Trek. I know you're saying animated show on Star Trek. It's called Below Decks. An analyst at Imperial Capital believes subscribership will grow due to the wide interest in the new Star Trek companion series where Sir, Pe- Sir Patrick Stewart is reprising his role as the captain, Captain John Luke Picard. He was the captain of the Star Trek Next Generation. I tried to like it because I was still young in the 80s. I, I, I just, I'm not a Trekkie. Now, CBS has had some other travels. Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Short Treks. So they got some things going on there. But if CBS is going to do all Star Trek all the time, yes, and you have the CSIs and other things like that. But it doesn't really feel that original. I'm not not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. Uh, CBS Viacom is also starting some other original shows. Like Survivor. Is there a need to go back and watch a, a season of Survivor? I get it. If you have a young boy or a young girl, it's fairly clean TV with fairly clean commercials. I know you're saying commercials. A friend of mine, when he had kids, he goes, you don't know how tough it is to watch SportsCenter now. My wife kills me if, if she comes in and sees it on because the commercials, they're all Call of Duty. I'm like, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So your kids see the violence, even if they're not playing the violence. Okay, so Netflix has 76 million households watching The Witcher. So they say. The Witcher video games has sold more than 40 million copies. So Netflix is kind of cross-pollinating. Saying maybe we can get some of these gamers to watch our shows if we make shows about the games that they play. Disney has The Mandalorian. And that helped Disney Plus scoop up its first 10 million plus subscribers on the first day. So Viacom, CBS, on top of Survivor, they also have The Twilight Zone, Strange Angel, The Good Fight, Tell Me a Story, Why Women Kill. But I'm not getting excited about that. Netflix has produced 371 original series and movies in 2019. The platform has about 5,800 episodes. But the number of shows are declining right now on Netflix as companies like Disney are pulling content from Netflix faster than Netflix can build it. <clears throat> so five ninety nine a month. This is where CBS can get me. And they don't have me yet. Sports. Star Trek's not going to do it. 
the properties that they have aren't going to excite me. But on occasion, I do want to watch the NFL. Or if Tiger's up at the top of the leaderboard, I do want to watch PGA. Uh, CBS also has rights to the SEC football. But it's getting really crowded in streaming. Will this be enough? One analyst calls it his favorite media stock of 2020. What do you think? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up Thursday. That's this Thursday. Hours from now. Well, days, but you get the idea. You can sign up for the big event by going to Rob Black's show. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, our favorite place to do an event with CFP Chad Burton. Learn more during the commercials. Sign up for the event if you've never been to one using code RADIO25. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Uh-huh. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh-huh. I wish I could talk like a singer, right? One of the common questions that I get from people who are my neighbors who've never worked with me are afraid to talk to me because they're afraid of my judgment because of some of them have done nothing financially. I'm not mad at you if you've done nothing financially. In the end, I'm sort of apathetic. You'll get what you, you settle for. I, that's one of the you know mantras I believe in. Um, it's kind of like a God helps those who help themselves. You'll get what you settle for. Whatever it is that's close to that kind of rings true to me. So one of my neighbors is mid-50s. And chatting with him, he said, I'm getting serious about retirement now for the first time. What should I do? I said, dude, you have no hope. He makes $200,000 a year, which is a nice number to work with for sure. But he has to start making cuts now and expect to live longer. Had he asked me that question 10, 20, 30 years ago, he'd be wealthy and ready for retirement in five or 10 years. So I have bad news. The retirement that he wanted is fading. He needs a well-executed plan now. Mid-50s and nothing saved, but you have a good income. That's You can work with that. Mid-50s and nothing saved and you have bad income. You need to start thinking about work until you die. Which I don't think is a bad thing, and it may sound like I'm being hard. But there's something to be said about... Seeing people and talking to people and getting up and having a reason to go to work. If not for the social, I tell you, visiting my mom in an old folks home and seeing that like probably most kids only visit their parents two or three times a year. No one's visiting these people and the lack of social interaction crushes them. So I kind of like the idea of working a little bit longer, especially if you haven't saved enough. So when I heard $200,000 income, I was able to say in my head, the next 10 years, this dude's going to make $2 million. What, and that should be one of the first things you take out of the segment. What are you making now? 50000 And then you work with 500000 over the next 10 years? See what I'm going at? $1 million? 
100,000, million over the next 10 years. So that's how big your pot can get unless you start doing things like investing growing outside of your income. So two million is a good number to work with, but you have to make serious cuts. The good thing about having a big salary like $200,000 a year is when you do get to retirement, it looks bigger because you're in your good money earning years. Social Security will likely be about 4000 a month. Currently, the most a person can receive when filing at age 70 is about 3700 And Again, 4000 is pretty good, especially if you're doing it earlier. Um, you want to save better and you want to start investing smarter. So if you're that far behind... You need to, it's not 15% of your salary at this point in time. You need more, as much as you can get, so that you get that nest egg going. And then you need to work as long as you can to keep the income coming in versus the money going out. So it's going to be a lot of pain, a lot of budgeting. I saw that JCPenney's fell under $5, under a dollar a share. I do get emails, believe it or not, from people who are like, I want a stock under $10. Which one do you like? None. I buy companies. I don't buy stock prices. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, it looks like PG&E is getting closer to coming out of bankruptcy with a stock that's viable. I don't want to buy this company. There's too many people that hate it right now. Like a Gavin Newsom. I prefer to get them two or three errors after they're out and stable. And try to base it on current laws and wildfire situations then. One of the things that I, I check out on for entertainment is called Next Door. And I live in a community that it's got some older people, and they make next door just darn worth it. And I usually get nothing of value from next door. Usually it's people really, really angry that a dog pooped in their yard and someone didn't have the courage to pick it up, and now he's put it on a sign, and he's actually gone out of his way to do something disgusting with a piece of dog feces. That, and it's just like, wow, people have a lot of time on their hands. Um... But one of the arguments someone recently made, you know, they're angry. I have a $450 PG&E gas bill. It's winter in the Bay Area, and we get some chilly nights. And if you heat your house at 68, you're probably going to have a $400 gas bill. And yes, I too remember when that was a $100 gas bill. Um... The beauty of it is, is we all need natural gas to stay warm or oil or whatever we're using, whatever energy source, until we don't. And that's the teeter-totter for Pacific Gas and Electric is 10, 20, 30 years ago, no one had solar. Can't heat your house out. No way. No, you know, not enough of a grid. Now there's enough of a technology to pull it off. So PG&E slowly raises rates. In theory, they're gouging us. In theory, they're not. I don't know. But it used to be very consistent because their only way to heat your house was with towels and sweaters. Not towels. Why did I just say towels? 
sweaters, oh, blankets is what I meant to say, or you turn on the heat. And it was a beautiful thing because you knew consistently how many people live in the Bay Area at times, how many cold nights, like you could figure it out. Now, I think PG is going to be more of a wild animal. As many people are cutting cable for the social reasons, I think I could see people cutting and saying, you know, we're going to bite the bull and go solar. But yeah, so it's just not me. Is, is what I'm getting at. PG&E might soon be able to finish and step out of bankruptcy. They filed an updated version of its restructuring plan late Friday. It really hasn't hit the news. Wall Street's seen it today for the first time. They are now reflecting new terms of the deal with their creditors, the wildfire victims, the holder of claims. PG&E, the holding company for Pacific Gas and Electric, filed for bankruptcy. Anytime a company goes bankruptcy... People who get hurt the most tend to be the shareholders. If you've ever lent them money, you get some of that money back before the shareholders do. Now, pg and also a company that's hitting ballooning costs. So there's enough that I don't like about it. Can I watch it from a distance and go, ooh, that stock is up 8% when the stock market's only up one half of 1%. That's dramatic. And I don't like utility companies that are dramatic. But I get it. They're in the news, and I get it. You kind of want to be all part of that. Kind of like a sexy stock. I just want to trade so I can buy a car. This is a company that could be it for you. Not for me. PG&E has agreed to pay nearly $26 billion to wildfire victims, insurers, and local governments for wildfire costs. It's pretty interesting about the insurance industry. My first real business lesson with them was when I was rear-ended in a car. And she was probably going 45 and didn't see me and slammed on her brakes. And I was already stopped. So she probably got down to 25, 20, 10 miles an hour, somewhere in that area. And when it happened, I was like, oh, I'm shocked. And about six hours later, I was like, I tensed up my whole body. So I had to go to the emergency room. And I probably didn't have to go, oh, I guess, I know, uh, yeah. I guess I could have waited until the next day, but you get the idea. And my brother David is a, was a personal injury attorney. Um, now he's a judge. I said, how much am I going to get out of this? Like, I was figuring out car costs. Like, it was, I was 18-ish. Um, didn't have a real strong concept of how much to replace a car was. Didn't have a real strong concept of whole, the whole insurance relationship will they pay will they not pay and uh, he said wait to hear an offer on it was a technically a neck strain and uh it wasn't whiplash there's like different things and what he told me was for a neck strain you're gonna get about three thousand for whiplash you can get about ten thousand i'm like pain and suffering how about lost work how about like i've seen it on tv like no it's it's pretty mathematical and he had a horrible, horrible lesson to add to that on me. And I, I think my family is pretty much about shocking truths. And he said, Rob, if you ever hit someone in a car, make sure you put it in reverse and kill them. Because he said a dead body's worth a lot less than a maimed body or a handicapped body. And I'm like, is that how the insurance industry works? 
And if, you know, of course he instantly retracts. He goes, of course I'm not telling you to do that. But that's, that's the math of it. So with PG&E, when I see the cost going higher on victims, it's, you, you get to this weird world where you're no longer associating humans with, with life. You're associating them with damages. It's, it's very, and when I say damages, I say financial damages. But then again, another lesson of why you have insurance. Because of financial damages and ramifications, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up right here, right now at Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25. Listen to the commercials as well. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Some pretty scary headlines out there. Iowa goes to the caucuses. That's not scary. It feels like the 2016 political season never ended. It feels like it's been nonstop. Um, I'm a little fatigued on it. I probably need more days off this year than last year just because of the political headline news fatigue. Anytime there's big headlines, we have to investigate as stock people. And the coronavirus and the Democratic caucuses are in the news right now. Not exactly earnings, not exactly revenue. It's a little bit tougher. One analyst day is cutting his iPhone shipment forecast by 10% due to the coronavirus. Um, They're shutting down stores. In China. So you can't go to the store and feel stuff and touch stuff and, and play with it. They're keeping things online open. And just not just shutting down every store in China. That's a large amount. Now, Apple's already addressed this a little bit. That is a legitimate concern that you're seeing numbers cut for this quarter. They're not cutting numbers for the year. They're cutting numbers for the quarter. So take it for what you want to. But I seen. I saw not. I seen. I seen an analyst. I saw one analyst cut some numbers on Apple, not because of what's happening in China, but because they think that only about ten percent of people who are using Apple TV, who have Apple, are taking them up on their offer to activate it. So Apple TV is not going to catch on as quickly or as much profitably. Just don't like it, right? Apple TV is not even a hobby at this point in time to Apple. Give them a year. Give them two years before you even start thinking about it. Um, They hired the right people. They hired the head, the former head of HBO. And HBO had a good 20-year string of TV shows. With that said, let's not pick on Apple about that. Because no one really expects them to have profits from that. I like the number cut on shipments in China. That's real. Saying TV, Apple Plus, TV Plus just isn't quite, no, I don't know. Chiefs coach Andy Reid, he still drives the car his dad bought for $25 in the 1940s. I like that. Now, he just beat the San Francisco 49ers, and it may be a little bit too soon to bring him up. He's kind of a big dude. He looks like a sausage. Hey, I, I, I look like a kielbasa, so I'm not calling anyone bad, you know? I'm not shaming. But he drives a 92-year-old car, and then that's, that's where it gets fascinating. His dad bought for $25 in the 1940s. 
Keep in mind, this guy pulls in an average annual salary of $7.5 million. It's a 1928 Model A Ford. And it was the successful follow-up to the iconic Model T. Now, clearly, it's a classic car. And it's been restored and things along those lines. And to say it was a $25 stock car is probably a little bit on the silly side. I have a truck that I'm thrilled with. I love my vehicle. Um, I don't need better. I've got a friend who's got a $250,000 car. And he's thrilled with it. And I, I go, well, that doesn't make a lot of financial sense. But that's okay. He wants to live life. We all have different things that motivate us. I want to live a good retirement. So, um, interesting. Andy Reid's father's name Walter. And there's a big army hospital called Walter Reed. It's not the same Walter Reed. But um, it's pretty interesting to see a, a Model T uh, being driven about. And again, the big areas where you spend money poorly are on your house, on your spouse, and typically on a car. Uh, those are the big ticket purchases people make. And I'm not saying you buy a, a spouse. Please, please, no letters to management. He implied buying people is good. No, he spent a lot of money on divorces. So um, there's a whole industry about it, right? Couldn't just go in and say, okay, at some point in time, if I rip up this paper, we're done. No, we could, we could but we don't. So markets moved higher this morning. A little bit of a bounce on Friday's 600-point drop, but also a little bit on some strong manufacturing data that came out. I find myself right now a little bit too... I'm in my own head. I don't want to use the word strong. I want to say better than expected manufacturing data. That's killing me. Having to catch myself in how I say everything. Nike's uh, leading the markets higher. Now, this is an interesting one. A couple weeks ago, ninety Nike was at 90, and I said, well, that's going to go straight to 100 this year. And then, like, two days later, it was 100. Then it pulls back down to 90 again because of the coronavirus, where we know that Nike is an international company in sales, but they also manufacture a lot of their goods in China and send them to the United States. And if people are dying and they have the flu... I don't think we'll get as far as say, I don't want to wear Nike shoes because maybe someone, but there is a lot of racism going on right now and a lot of nationalism. Uh, France, Le Mans, the newspaper of record in France just got blasted by social media on, they, they, they referred to the coronavirus situation as a yellow alert. Um, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Um, but... Who am I to tell the French what to do, right? 800-516-1220. Each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Big event coming up Thursday, February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. If you haven't been to an event, you can use radio code 25 to get in for free. It's the start of the new year, and there's a lot going on. A couple things, like I said, you don't want to get the Divorces can be expensive. Cars can be expensive. Houses can be expensive. Buying an annuity... It's usually a very, very bad idea, especially if you bought it from a friend or a family member. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event Thursday the 6th. Sign up at robblackshow.com.